Oh, for all those that hadn't joined us last week, uh, our teams, Philly, I'm not a Boston fan, and Boston played each other at the TD Garden. This is not your explanation, surely. What? what? You're getting straight into it already. Yeah, why? Fuck me. Straight into what? I thought you were going to say something nice about it first, but no. What? The, the, the jersey? Yeah, you got no. to actually act like you're wearing it and enjoying <laughs> no, it. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't the other side. So, uh, JL's uh, terms were that if Boston win, I have to wear a... It was actually a Marcus Smart jersey that you said. Um, but Which has been lost in moving, I think. You've been moving, moving houses, so it's been lost. So, you've uh, awarded me this. Option B. Um, this Which and I'm, I'm mad about. Because you would hate Marcus Smart anymore. Yeah, no, and it's an ugly Christmas Day jersey too. Uh, but I do like the Christmas Day No, one, but it's so an ugly one. Ugly one? It's like we're wearing green with like cream writing. Uh, and it's uh, extra swirly font. Uh, uh, yeah, big no. Adidas logo on the yeah. front. Welcome to the Bronx Shear Basketball Show. I'm your host, Nathan Callanan. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack Lynch. Uh... Uh, I, you know, here we go. <laughs> Last week at this point, I said, I don't do the date thing anymore. I'm so used to doing the, you know, today it's because we're in Australia. That's why I always felt like I used to need to say the date, but now it's just like they can work it out for themselves. <laughs> anyway, um, JL, how are you? Very well, mate. You are? Very well. I'm looking at a beautiful boy in a beautiful jersey and nothing gets better than that. Have you done like your top... Whatever, 50, 20 player ranking in your mind is Bill Russell. Where is Bill Russell? Uh, I've never done it. Can you throw him I, in? You know what I don't like. What, what you'd know? What give, do you mean give, what I know? Just like, about Bill? You know, like I haven't done mine, but you know, I just throw in, oh, that player's top top five. You know what I'm saying? I don't think talent-wise he's in the top 10. Mm. But career-wise he's in the top 10. Yeah. You'd have to <laughs> put him in the top 20, surely. Yeah. Because just as like, a bit of respect. 11 rings, wasn't it? 11. Eight, eight in a row at one stage. Jesus. Eleven in thirteen years. Do you value him? Who's the uh, the late great? Who's the recent Celtic man that passed? Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah. Do you which one? Do you do you like better? Bill as a player, mm-hmm. without a doubt, of course. But Tommy is arguably the greatest Celtic because he was a player. Yeah. Won seven rings, I think. Then was a coach and won another two. Yeah. Then went into broadcasting and has been there for all Larry Bird's championships. Then the 2008 one, 2010 loss. He's, seen, he's been there for every single championship in Celtics history he's been a part of. Yeah. Wow. So, Great history. No That's... wonder he's such a biased commentator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was so biased. Oh, I loved him. All right. Uh, if you're new to the show... Uh, hit follow or subscribe, whatever button that is on your podcast app. Or if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notifications bell. Got to remember to say that. Um, this week, JL, there's one main topic to talk about. And it's funny. And the, it's you have the, you go for Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, it's funny because I said to you, this is what we're talking about this week, Portland. And then they, they fell to bits like after I said that. So it's like I'm a weatherman, you know, a forecast. Is anyone the weatherman or is it just the mailman? The mailman's there. The mailman's there. The weatherman. There should be a, a weatherman one um, day, making it rain, something The like rain that. man was, um, how am I forgetting it? You're, we already mentioned the Sonics and I'm already forgetting his name. Sean Kemp. Oh, was, he the, was he the rain man? Rain man? Yeah. Yep. 
All right, well, I'm the weatherman. I forecasted that the Blazers were going to explode. They have fired longtime GM Neil Olshie, or Olsh, I hope that's the right pronunciation. Um, from what I've sort of seen, it's not just for basketball reasons. There's some inappropriate shit that something, something that they've in a bit of an investigation. Now they've fired him. However, he hasn't made... Look, Portland have always been in the playoffs. That's nice. But, wow, you know, how do you rate him? Some of the moves, and especially this offseason, some of the moves that he's made um, are very questionable. So even if it wasn't, if it was for basketball reasons, I would have gone ahead and fired him. It was about time. Um, and that's going to be our main topic of the day. Before we get into it, though, uh, the Grizzlies <laughs> beat the Grizzlies beat the Thunder by 73 points. That was just something special. The largest margin in NBA history, 73. <laughs> the score doesn't reflect how close it how like they were better than a 73-point win. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, you know, you said to me last week, how can I possibly put the Grizzlies in our uh, Can They Win the Championship podcast? And when you when you set the <laughs> record for the most, uh, for the biggest margin ever, I think you should be considered. But anyway, that, that happened. Um, LeBron got COVID and then didn't get it. Something to do with that. And then he tweeted fishy stuff, you said to me. Yeah. I didn't see this fishy tweet. Um, it was a classic LeBron tweet with a lot of emojis. Yeah, oh, he loves his Something emojis. Something fishy's going on, essentially. Yeah. But I was saying to you, I mean, this is, you know, probably my fault for not looking into it. But he says something fishy's going on. What? Like, if you tested positive or you're a close contact, then you got to sit out. And then they brought him out of it. You know, like, what the hell could be wrong with LeBron James, anyway, in the NBA? So, there's a bit of that. Um, other than that, not much has been going on. Boston beat Philly. You must be happy about that. <laughs> Tell me as a Celtics fan. Look at me. Look at me. Oh. You look good, mate. Tell me about it. You watched the game. I watched the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's quickly go over that. Um, <laughs> I just can't it was, appreciate how good this is. <laughs> it was um, terrible. It was. Speak for yourself. It was. <laughs> wasn't it like, wasn't it 80 something to 80 something in the end? You guys won by two yeah. points or one point. One point. Um, it was just a sign of two shit teams at the moment, or for our level, our recent level, two shitty teams. Um, and then at the end, of course, Doc Rivers doesn't know how to draw, uh, draw up a play. And then say, that same day, Giannis, uh, I can't remember who they were playing, but Giannis... Um, Charlotte, maybe? I think it might have been Charlotte, you know, for the Bucks. Same exact spot from the Out of Bounds, and Bud draws up a beautiful play for Giannis. Done. Doc Rivers is <laughs> Doc Rivers is a bloody fraud. Get the ball into Tobias Harris's hands and see what happens. <laughs> He's a fraud. Anyway, so how did you say it? I thought it was a great game. <laughs> how good is Al Horford? He's <laughs> stolen your money, he's left, and come back to Boston looking five years younger. It was just great. Tatum finally playing well. Yeah. And B was okay given that he only shot, what, three for 17. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But... Nah, he's getting a touchback. He just came back yeah, from COVID. Exactly. He played well the last, you know, the few games after. And you're like... That was, and this sounds stupid, one of the best three for 17 performances I've seen because he didn't let up yep. and he always felt like it was going to get going eventually. And that's why Boston had to defend him so so tightly all game. It wasn't like a, if Marcus Smart's cold, you let him keep shooting. Yeah. And, you know, there's players that, that shoot themselves into slumps, even Tatum at, at some points. 
Whereas Embiid, it was like every single shot he put up, I thought this is the one that, yeah. that gets me going. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there really wasn't a lot to take away <laughs> from the game. Yeah, our teams, uh, you know, we said last week that we assessed both of our teams can't win the championship this season. Um, and that was that was a good summary of it. That, <laughs> that game was a good summary of it. 80-something to 80-something. So, anyway, at least we're in it together, mate. Even Josh Richardson looked good. <laughs> How Seeing him, like, bringing the ball up, it's just... His, his weakness has always been handling the ball, and it looks all right this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, something that happens in Philly, players get worse. Yeah, they, they actually it, do. When Embiid, you know, inevitably leaves Philly... Oh, don't say it. Don't talk about that. MVP season. Oh! <laughs> no way. All right. Let's get to the real talk, and um, we don't have much here on the notes, but uh, the Blazers, they fired their uh, GM... Um, and now the reports have come out from the Athletic and Shams that, you know, Dame's disgruntled. Dame is currently out with an abdomen injury, something, yep. something. Um, he's 31. He's 31 on the dot. Um, so this is the beginning of the end. You got I would call it. It's not that... We're not still yeah. like in the middle of his prime. Basketball is a sport where your prime lasts longer than most sports. Yeah, but 31 but is... But 31's the... where usually it starts to trend downwards. But he's such yeah. a good shooter yeah. that he'll he'll be around for a lot longer. Yeah. It's just that we may never see him in his peak again. Yeah, so he voiced his, um, you know, his agitation in the off-season and that he wants uh, a better roster. And then they went and got Cody Zeller and um, what else did they get? I forgot. Cody Zeller and something else. We should we should have it. But to be honest... It wasn't even notable. It's they not did, worth knowing. They didn't do anything, right? It's like when they got Robert Covington, and that was going to be the difference. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Um, so, the question of the day is, where do the Blazers and Damian Lillard go from here? And we've already touched on it a little bit. We've been doing a few previews. But at this point in the season, they're 17th in... Um, offensive rating they're 30th dead last in defensive rating and they've pretty much had a healthy side the whole you know not a lot of teams have had a a healthy side to to start this season and they're just doing dog shit they might make the playing game right and they might even make the playoffs but it's still going to result in the classic portland first round sweep or (laughs) they're not making they're not making the playoffs they're not not making the playoffs (laughs) that's me being generous I keep saying, because my team, Philadelphia, is sort of in these, related to these Dame stuff, I keep saying I don't think Dame is the type to leave in the middle of the season. But what the hell else is there? What What is there? Like, it's JL, tell me. Well, I think it's funny with all these things that have come out today. And usually the trend is get me out. Yeah. And normally it's, you know, I want to trade, I want to go to these teams sort of thing. And Lillard hasn't really said anything, definitely not publicly, but there's no real rumours of what he wants. It's just that he's not happy. And the most recent one was he wants to play with Ben Simmons. (laughs) Which means he doesn't want to leave Portland still. Yeah. I think he's going to die on that hill of I have to be a one-team player. Yeah. And that has always been his biggest weakness, I think. Yeah. Which is like not, it's not a bad thing. We should, you know, yeah, encourage that and reward that. But at the end of the day, his team's done, done the same thing over and over and over again. And mm. I was just trying to look at, I can't remember who said it. It's that stupid, like the biggest cliche ever. But you know that 
the definition of insanity and it's like when you keep doing the same thing over and over yes. again and expect different results that's the Blazers that's the Blazers we see them top 5 in offensive rating every year mm. and we see them bottom 5 in defensive rating they make the playoffs they get swept because teams pick up their defence yeah. and Dame and CJ McCollum can't yep. guard anyone and at the very start of Nurk's Nurkic's sort of you know uprise at the Blazers things were looking great and scary offensively mm. Um, but then since after basically his comeback from his injuries, he's just turned into this like stupid, immature player. They're all defensively terrible. You mentioned Robert Covington, who's noted to be a great defender, <laughs> a good defender, but you know what? So, you know, and yeah. now they got Norman Powell who, yeah. you know, he started um, well for him last season. Yeah. But, and uh, then- but an offensive player again. Um, so he's, he's been okay this year, but. Doesn't solve any of their issues. Yeah, no. So, I, um, I'm Philly. You know, I'm just Philly in tune. My brain is all about Philly. I love... As you're wearing a Bill Russell (laughs) jersey. (laughs) I love the process. I love tanking. Like, I'm all about what is your quickest route to a championship. And if that means... If you're finishing eighth, nine years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, if you're the Blazers right now, for me, that's tanking. They they should blow it up and tank and get rid of Dame. Do it all. Did I say that last week or the week before that they need to get rid of him? I think it was last week. Something like that. Maybe the the week before. But you were right. It's true. They just... You know, and to be honest, I was, you know, in sort of preparation for this podcast, I was listening to a very Portland Trailblazers driven podcast and they were saying, oh, I hate that idea. I hate when people say, get rid of Dame. What do you mean? I know it's hard to come across a franchise player, especially if you're not a big market, like they're not. But look at OKC. Yeah. Look at OKC. Like if you've got, first off, you need a smart GM, right? Sam Presti, we can all hope and trust that he is going to turn these picks into at least a top four, you know, playoff fighting team that can one day make the conference finals. The Blazers, I think they actually did make the conference finals one year. But they did. Th- that was and when, you know, Houston were in their little shitness and they, they weren't a real beat Houston, team. did they? I, I don't know. know. I don't I hope not. Nah, I don't feel like they did. I they feel like Golden in, State did. They, they got in and lost to Golden State. Yeah, but oh. led led for majority of the they led for more minutes than Golden State did. Yeah, and I think they got swept. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Golden State didn't have KD that series, <laughs> and they still um, killed them. They and they killed them. Yeah. I, they are, I think they might have swept them. But anyway, the gist is, I am if as a supporter, I would hate to watch Philadelphia, and it did happen a lot before the process. Compete without having a real shot at the championship. In my opinion, in the modern day, you should not bother competing if you've got no shot at a championship. Yes, if you just happen to draft players who aren't worth it, you've got to sit on it for a few years to keep the fans happy. You can't just be like, oh, hold on, we stuffed this up. These players aren't... you can't move them prematurely either. That's right. Got to see it out. Got to see it out. But once you know, and as you said, the Blazers have known for a few years now that this just doesn't work... Especially when they haven't made any big moves. Yeah. They've had the same core for five seasons now. Yeah. And I just don't think that they're going to get a championship caliber um, package, even if they were to throw like, even if they were to offer out like Covington, um, Powell, 
Nurkic and CJ, you know, to all different places are all packaged up. I don't think that they're going to get an assortment of players to help them win a championship. And it's up to him. I know he wants to be loyal, but it's time to come to Philly, Dave. Well, he's not going to come to Philly. (laughs) I think he will. I think at the end of the season, he'll ask out. If he wants to come to Philly, he doesn't want to play with Ben then. Yeah, yeah. The Ben, so... It has to be the Ben for Dame. Yeah. Or... Portland have to, like, sell everything Mm. they have. Because they've got no assets anyway. Yeah. But they've got to give up everything for Ben, which leaves them in the same situation as that they've got no one to put around Dame and Ben. Yeah. So... I reckon the Ben thing is just like, for me, the way I see it, so that came out today from The Athletic, that multiple sources say that uh, Damian Lillard is interested in um, playing with Ben Simmons. That That's not him. If that's true, that's not Lillard wants to play with Ben. That's his way of being nice saying, look, I want to trade CJ. You know, yeah. they're best mates. They love each other. Yeah. I, that's for me. That's him saying... I want I want the I want my boys to be traded, but I'm not gonna say I want my boys to be traded. Ben Simmons is like the obvious Ben for CJ. Um so I'm gonna say I want Ben, meaning that, you know, someone has to go. That's the way I take it. Um He probably does want to stay, but if they don't blow it up, I reckon he's, he, I think that's it's the warning sign of Do you think that I, Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons, so say they trade CJ for Ben and they give us whatever. Do you think that Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons can make the conference finals. No. <laughs> no. No. No way. <laughs> it's the same same thing. No way. So, he's... Some of these players... I think it's a, bit... it's a warning sign saying, make something happen. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean Ben. Yeah. Make something happen. You've got, you know, this amount of time. Trade le- deadline's coming. Sorry, this is making too much noise. Go on. Go on. Trade deadline's coming. Either make a, make a move or I'm not going to be here much longer. <laughs> so it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening here. The, this is what we do on this, this is podcast. What they have at ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. But I just can't. So you know how I keep saying that I don't think that he would um stay around. I don't think he would ask out or leave in the middle of a season. Mm. If this off season he does the whole okay, I'm serious, but he still doesn't want to leave, and he lets them bring in, for example, Ben Simmons. If they get to like halfway through next season and they're dog shit. Does he actually ask out next middle of next season? I still don't think so. No. So it's sort of either middle of this season or more likely, I think he's going to ask out at the end of this season. I don't know. It's actually crazy. Like they're pretty fucked. <laughs> they are. And he's, he's, like you said to begin with, he's not getting any younger. Yeah. This is the this is the, who the players have been for the last five years and if nothing changes, it's going to be the players for the next... Yeah, that's right. That's right. So something's got to happen. I don't know who they're going to bring in as GM, but whoever it is has got a big task on their hands to try and flip this around and keep Dame happy. If not, Dame's out. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a Blazers fan, as you just said, you're probably used to it. I don't even need to say it, but I would just be really getting used to like everything I said to I hate. Get used to we're not fighting for a championship. You know, because... And they are used to it, sorry. But they are because they're not. They're not going to. And because of Dame's loyalty, it's stupid loyalty because it's going to get him and them nowhere. Depends how he wants to be remembered. <laughs> That's right. Like, does he want to be the Reggie Miller of yeah this gen and That's right. not have much playoff success, but 
Nah, something's gonna something's gonna give eventually. This, as you said, this generation, this era, you know, the legacy. It's it's just standard now. Yeah. You know, it's just so standard. So something's gonna give. The Blazers are in big, big trouble. Let's. Uh, there's not much else to talk about. Let's get on to this week's segment. I reckon JL straight into it. Another top ten we've got for you. So this week. The top 10. I'm going to get pissed off at you, and I think you're going to get pissed off at me, because <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this. I'm hoping that we got some pretty similar stuff. We never do. Okay. This week's top 10 is top 10 players under 25. Yeah? So 20, Un- 24 and under. 24 and under. under. Top 10 under 25s. Yeah. We're going with that, right? All right. I'll kick us off. You can go for it. All right. Okay, I'll say my honourable mentions at the end. I've got literally seven honourable mentions. I didn't even bother eight. because I... There's a thousand of them. Yeah. Okay, this was so hard to make. My number 10 is Michael Porter Jr. And the reason why he's number 10 is because <laughs> he's out for the year with a nerve in- in- issue. I am sitting here with a back problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's had... Now, various back problems. I'm not even joking. That's something the three of us have in common. <laughs> Do you have a back problem? Mate, I've had that many back problems. Yeah. Carrying the uh, the Celtics <laughs> and the Sixers. Carrying the Celtics and the Sixers uh, failures, emotional times. Anyway, um, I've put him at number 10 because I can't put him any higher because now that he's out again with a big back problem, I, I just can't put him any higher because... Even though I want this to be, it's a more so about right now, but at the same time, it's like you're sort of drafting them right now in a weird way. Because the way you described it to me is almost going into a five-year deal. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah. Almost. It's right now, but you're also looking like you're getting on a five-year deal, five yeah. deal. And him going out at the start of this season with an, a back nerve issue, I had to put him as low as 10, but I couldn't drop him out. But I might look silly in a few years if he never plays again type thing. Um I've got faith that he will, but he's at number 10 for me. Who you got? I didn't even put him in. Yeah. Because of that reason. I yeah. don't think he's shown enough for me now to warrant his injury history. Mm. But my number 10 was essentially the same reasoning, and I had Zion. Whoa! And Whoa! I was like, part of me wanted to put him at like number three. Because we've seen how good he can be. Shit. And then part of me was like, he doesn't even deserve to be on this list. Yeah, I, 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 yes. You get me? Yes, I know, I and know. And that's why I was like, all right, number 10, I'm going to give it away. He's earned, he's played well enough. He's, he's strung games better, to, like strung together games better than most of the players on this yeah, list. Yeah, that's right. But he's fat as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but he's done enough to warrant a spot in this, but I can't move him higher than the other players because yeah. he may never play good basketball again, mm. but he does deserve that recognition of actually being on the list. So, okay. I would just say, I'm not sure if I do have him or not, but I would just say it's different to MPJ because MPJ, a back issue is like, it's it's not his fault, yeah. right? Zion, like Embiid and Jokic, he can lose the weight. Yeah. And I have faith that he will one day mature into losing the weight. And yes, he's still a big bloody block. He's a yeah. big cube. Um, just a bowling ball of... <laughs> <laughs> However, I think he'll lose enough weight to have at least something like a five-year... That's, that's sad, but at least a five-year span 
to start or end or middle where we get to see this greatness so Zion. How many games he played in his rookie year? Like 19 or something. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. last year, he averaged 27, 7 and 4. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And so, he was in for like nearly the whole year last year, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe you're getting a bit low. He's just fat. But. I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> but he's already got a foot issue. Yeah. They don't ask, um, ask Bill Walton about foot injuries or Yao Ming. They don't heal well. Yeah. And if you're that much weight, it just makes it all the way. Like, it makes it harder to lose the weight. So. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Yes. Number nine. I've got De'Aaron Fox. Um, so, you know, I mentioned that I had so many honourable mentions. At this moment right now, I can't keep him out. The Kings have had Luke Walton, and that's bloody that's bloody shit, man. Like you're, that's, stu- you're stuck in basketball purgatory with <laughs> Luke Walton. <laughs> that sucks, right? Now they're finally back with a fast-paced coach, Alvin Gentry, at the helm. I'm excited again. I already said this. I'm excited about the Kings and what they're going to produce. They may finish, you know, 13th, 12th, but they're going to start playing fast pace. And you know who is fast pace? Darren Fox. At his best, and he's still like 23 or 24, at his best, he's got to be on this list, at least for now. You know, some players might eventually overtake him, but at least for now, he's got to be on this list for me, Darren Fox. What about your number nine? So I... I just want to talk on De'Aaron quickly. Mm. For me, he's not on the list. Oh. And he was only just off. But he was a tricky one because, yeah, I'm trying to think about what's going forward as well as what we've seen. Yeah. And it's sort of getting to that because point of his he's career. he's sort of already... He already is who he is to an extent. A little bit, yeah. And some of the guys I've got uh, you know, higher on this list are ones that I think will develop a lot more. Yeah. Whereas I think he's still got room to improve, but I don't think he's going to jump much more than where he already is. If he does, it'll be him becoming a great shooter. Yeah. If he becomes a great shooter, that'll open up so much for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had at number nine, Bam Adebayo. Wow. Okay. That's Which he's bit- averaging 18, 10, and three. We've seen how in the playoffs, his defensive versatility is so important. Mm. And as a big man, can pass the ball quite well. And they're three things that just open up the offense for other players. Defensively, teams can rely on him, creates mismatches, even if he gets switched onto the perimeter. Just someone that you'd love on your team, even if he's not the number one offense, he's still going to score his points. He'll, he can shoot from the outside, but we'll just get the job done. And just a nice, solid pick for me. Can't go wrong. A bit low, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, a bit low, especially because he got Zion so low. Um, anyway... I guess we'll find out. My next one is LaMelo Ball. Number eight, LaMelo Ball. Um, so you talked about potential, stuff like that. Um, already, if you look at this boy's, uh, you know, sort of ratings and stuff like that, then you get a clearer picture of it's not just he's a sparkle. He um, is affecting the court in all ways. He was talked about as not a great shooter and not a great defender. Defenders... He's all right defending, um, but shooting has been pretty decent, pretty good, actually. Surprising. Um, he's already on this list. He's already right now one of the top 10, in my opinion, under 25 um, players in the NBA. And he's averaging, what, 28 and 8 as a second-year player? Mm. And point guards like, traditionally take longer to develop than yeah. any other position. Yep. And the, the Ball brothers, normally they're good with the stats. He's a good passer. He's a good shooter. 
you know, Lonzo's actually turned it up as well. But he's a good shooter. Um, I think potential, but not only potential. Even just right now, I would take him. I would take him pretty quickly. Um, Lamelo Ball, and it could be a few minutes before he slides up in this list. So that's number eight for me. For number eight, I have SGA, and he was he was at number three for a bit. He was at number fourteen Whoa. for a bit. Oh. I had no idea where to put him. Yeah, and he's one of those weird ones because it reminds me of the Zach Levine a few years ago, the Devin Booker's, the the players, even like the Trey Youngs, putting up good stats on a bad team. Mm. But on good efficiency. Yeah. So a lot of people see good stats, bad team. Oh, it's an empty stats guy. It doesn't help his team win. But he's getting triple teamed at times mm. and still shooting the ball really well, still scoring in a high clip. So, and he's, a, how old is he now? 23, 24? Yeah, so one of the older guys young. on this list. But I think he has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. But he, just, he has started the season a bit slower than... A few of the other guys. Yeah. And I think teams are learning how to defend him a bit, a bit better. Yeah. So I'll just say it. I don't have him. Yeah. I don't have SGA. As you said, it was hard. Like, it was so hard deciding. Especially when you've got to the... try and factor in what they might be like. Yeah. Yep. So it ended up coming down to, you know, like Darren Fox. And so MPJ I put in at 10th because he should be higher, but he's back nerve. But then out of like Darren Fox, Amelo Ball, and SGA. I was trying to think of all factors, you know. Yes, he is on a bad team, but yes, he does do good stuff. But I just feel like what we've seen, and therefore if I was to swap out Lamello and um, SGA and De'Aaron, I just feel like as of right now, if I'm picking, I've seen enough from Lamello and um, De'Aaron Fox to pick them over SGA. But I do think that SGA will be a better player... Then Darren Fox, I think. Um, maybe, yes. Like, I, it feels like that. You know, Darren could just turn up his shot and then, you know, we're yeah. talking well, differently. I think as well with SGA, like the way he played in that playoff series with OKC when they finished yeah. eighth. Um, and I know they've been terrible the last two years, but they've still overachieved in a way. Mm. And like the amount of comeback wins they've had. Yeah. And he's just, just taken over. Um, the thing about also, about you got to say about, so, okay. So when you think of the Kings... Everyone. When you think of the Kings, you just got like a bad taste in your mouth, right? That's why yeah. De'Aaron, he might not make it on most people's list. When you think of uh, OKC right now. It's young, exciting. They're like the little, they're the little puppy dog of the, um, <laughs> you know, of the NBA. They're like, oh, oh, you lost by 73. Okay, no, no, no. That's okay. You're meant to do that, <laughs> you know? And then they get us, they beat the Lakers twice, which is in its merit. LeBron was out. 26-point comeback. In yeah, yeah. The As both of them, they big comebacks. Um, LeBron was out. I'll say it again. Um, it's like, whoa, that is great. Everyone just has a beautiful, heavenly outlook. That's what happens on, when teams are shit. On the, <laughs> it was like, the, one of the best examples of this is you loved until you're good is yeah. Joel Embiid. That's right. Yeah. When he was coming to the league, he hadn't played a game and he's tweeting at Rihanna and shit like that. Everyone was like, this is the funniest bloke ever. Yeah. And then he was good and beat teams in playoff series. And everyone's <laughs> like, I hate this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So that's what I think, yeah. That's why our minds are... Because I feel the same. Like, I've got a better taste in my mouth about SGA than I do Fox. But I think I'd take Fox first. Anyway, that was our number eight. No, yeah, number eight. Uh, number seven. I've got Trey Young. You know, you probably know of... People might say this is a bit low. You know of me. 
I think that and can't, I, you can't get over the conference finals <laughs> no. last year. And I know I'm going to get hit with. I'm glad I'm wearing this today. <laughs> uh, I know people are going to hit me with. Oh, I can't get over that. You're you a stupid Celtic sport. You know anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Celtic fans all the same. Been, you've been copying it, copying it in the comments. Anyway, um, I'm just not convinced yet. I'm not convinced that Trey Young can do it. You know, even if beating a secretly stupid uh, uh even if, even if beating a team of that was the sixes that finished in the first seed but they're frauds um and taking a game off the bucks who won one of the easiest championships ever i say it again you know i'm right on that am i not right no comment um, anyway, the Bucks had to beat the Hawks in the in the conference finals. I forgot to say that when we were talking about this last week. Um, even if that's your, I reckon that's nearly their ceiling. Trey Young would need. He's got a pretty great team around him, but if he was Luka Doncic, for example, they'd be like another level. They'd be another level again. Who's the second best player on the Hawks? No, they're good though. They're, they're spread they're out. Deep, but okay, they so don't they have got Bogdanovich. I would probably say John Collins would be my second pick. Yeah. yeah. And he is good and he's young. Capella does his job. John Collins, Capella, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter. That's a, And then they got the depth. That's a solid team. They're Tr- solid. They don't have a good second, second pick. No, that's right. And like John Collins is 20 and 10 guy, but how much of it's just being fed by Trey? Yeah. They've got no one else that can efficiently create their own shot mm. and score the ball. And anyway, I've touched on it. I want to see Trey Young do it, you know, with the new rules. Hopefully the new rules don't, you know, taper off or whatever the word is, but I'm just not convinced with Trey Young. I'm not convinced. You talk about empty stats, I reckon they're sort of empty stats. I know that sounds crazy, but they Playoff are. wins, <laughs> taking out the Knicks, taking out Philly, empty stats. All right. As soon as we took that... Okay, for the Sixers... This is getting salty sixes. But as soon as we took Danny Green off Trae Young, you know what happened? He started to do nothing. You know what I'm sort of saying? So he started to get his only because he was going on the line and stuff like that. He's actually secretly not a great shooter. You know, he puts it up. But if you're actually hand in his face, he's actually not the greatest. It's handy that he gets space quite a lot because he's so quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's a great passer. I'll give him that. He's a great passer. He's very crafty. But, I don't know, something about him. Something about him. Maybe i just go down. I don't like him. Anyway, he's my number seven. Mine, and I don't know if this is... I think this is too high. But I'm just high on him at the moment. He's just funny as fuck, the way he talks. He's Anthony Edwards. Oh, yeah. He didn't get in mine. So he's I, not in I mine. didn't know where to put him. I had him in like 16th at oh, one point. Oh, right. But this Whoa, year... you've got some omissions. This year... He's going 22, 6, and 4. Mm. And there's been games where he's been quiet and there's games where he's you know, erupted for 30 and a half. And this was very much a future projection sort of pick. Yeah, that's a future. I, I think he might be the most athletic player in the league right now. Mm. If we're taking out just like wingspan and height, like Giannis would take that. But just in terms of what he has to offer, it's just ridiculous. Um, this was, yeah, definitely a future pick, but he's got that body where... He's going to be a you know a ten time all star minimum I think. You ready to get killed for this pick and on TikTok? Probably. Yeah, but I'm okay with that because <laughs> the the criteria you gave me was if I'm yeah so on a five year deal yeah 
He'd probably be my seventh pick. I'm exceptionally high on him at the moment. The way... And we've argued about this before, that the Wolves haven't been able to turn themselves around and that's why I'm not sold on Cat. Whereas Edwards this year has said, you know, I'm the main guy. Mm. I know Anthony Towns is having a better year statistically, but who's running the offense? It's Anthony Edwards. Yep. And I think he's got that... And I hate the killer instinct argument. That's rubbish. I don't believe in it. I do. But he's got the fight in him to... You know, yeah. The game's getting out of hand. He puts his head down and goes, I'm getting to the rim here, five possessions in a row. Mm. They're going to foul me or I'm going to dunk it. Yep. No, he is exciting, but I'm, i got to keep tweaking the way I say to you to make these things. I, I, I should have said, sign him, sign them to a five-year deal, but you're trying to win. Win now sort of five-year deal. Yeah. Win now sort of five-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's your number seven, Ant. All yeah. right. My number six, and you had him a bit too low, was Bam. He's Bam. Bam Adebayo, he um, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong, and he's so he's got a bit of both. He's got the potential, of course, um, to keep growing, but right now he's showing it. You know, he's actually—I mean, he was injured, but he been to the finals, yeah, um, and played well. Yeah, he he's great. And I said this in that that finals run. Yeah, I'm gonna get flamed for this in the in the comments, but looking back in Miami's first round series, I can't remember who they played. Um, well, they, they, was it the Bucks? Did they beat? Yeah, I mean, they beat the Bucks in the second round, didn't they? I don't know, but the first oh no, 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 sorry, they they destroyed the Pacers and then they beat yeah. the Bucks and then they beat you. Yeah, yeah. And the in those first three series, <laughs> Goran Dragic and Bam were the two best players, mm. and Jimmy was consistent in all of them, and then took over in the finals. In the finals, they both yeah. went down. Yeah, and yeah. Jimmy was absolutely outstanding, and that was the role he, he did what it took for them to win which is taking the back seat and letting these two guys yeah. just play their own game we've seen Bam play at a, the highest level he's he's just a very good player yeah. I, I just I like the way he goes about so it so I've put Bam over Trey Young and you, you know people get so caught up and what I'm seeing in our bloody TikTok bloody comments is that people don't value defence that much you know I would take as of right now Bam's proven game, which is a lot of defense, is where he gets his elite name um, over Trey Young's offense. I think the reason is, though, it's harder to have a player that will win you games on offense yeah. than it is to find three defensive pieces for minimum contracts yep. and plug them in positions. Yeah, yeah. So, But anyway, that's why I have Bam there um, at six. I love this. I love this because for the first time ever, we're like agreeing to disagree. <laughs> we don't hate each other's arguments. Like, oh, well, yeah, you haven't enough. said anything yet that I'm like outraged by. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Not yet. Um, <laughs> anyway, but that's why I have Bam ahead of Young. Wait until you see Romeo Langford at number one. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Bam at six. Have you said your six? No. I have Lamello Ball. Okay. 28 and eight. Yeah. He's getting the job done. I thought he would be all offense, all putting out empty stats. Mm not doing anything on defense, not helping his team win. When he's on the court, Charlotte are actually all right. Yeah. Much better than they should be. Um, and he's actually a leader for that team as well. Yeah. He's screaming out defensive plays. He's getting in his teammates' faces, you know, working out the offense. I've been so impressed by someone that I thought would be a bust. Mm. Um, I like the way he plays. You mentioned his three-point shooting. And to me, like, he's, he shots... Decent. He's not shooting at a great clip or anything. But the fact that it's like 
the way he shoots open threes and the way he shoots contested threes, he's hitting at them with like the same foot. Yeah. And someone's making tough shots at an early age. I think as yeah. they get older and mature and they find their rhythm a bit more, he's going to be like, like his brother Alonzo, who's now that he's not like shooting like 42% or something like that. On seven attempts. And I don't think Lamello will get to that level because he's going to be taking tougher shots, but he'll hit every open three by, you know, in a few years time. Yeah. But his ability to hit the tough ones, that's what's impressing me most. Yeah. He is amazing. Um, yeah. Mine was sort of, we're just at the start. I said he could pop yeah. up any minute. That's why he was a bit lower for me, Lamello, but he is amazing so far. Um, my number five, this is where we get into the, for mine, my list, we get into the Mount Rushmore of injured. <laughs> We've got the same number five then, I think. My number five is Jamal Murray. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, he's at number five. On this particular list, it doesn't feel like he's he's under 25 years old. No. Because he feels like, it feels like he's done so much more, and he has, than pretty much everyone on this list. He has. He's done more than everyone on my list. Um, maybe other than one. Um, <laughs> um, he His injury and his inconsistency... Pretty much both of those things has led me putting him at five. And because it was an ACL, um, it's also um, my skepticism of can he really come back? And because as much as, you know, and you've talked about sports science getting better and better, there's no guarantees coming back to be his best in such a young career, which sucks. Yeah. So he may not even get any better from here, which is, you know, he was pretty inconsistent. But anyway, he's still so good that on That bubble playoff run. Yeah. Like, even if his career averages were nine points a game yeah. on 13% shooting, mm. that bubble run alone would cement him in, Yeah, should be anyone's top He's five. one of those players, I'm not going to go as far as Clay Thompson, but when he's hot, Jamal yeah. Murray, it just, it can't not go in. Just goes in. So that's our number five. You, you got something else to say about him? The only thing I would have said is like, and we've, you pretty much touched on it, but of any player on this list, I think at his peak, he'd probably be number two on my list. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yep. That's how much I, not even, I was going to say respect him, but that's how much I fear him when he's on. Yeah, yeah, at his best. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I said those reasons why he slips down. My number four, you had him at 10, Zion. Zion Williamson... Exactly the same. Exactly the same story. He's shown us so much. He doesn't have like... Yes, he's Has got... Has he like played a f- 100 career games yet? I don't know. Definitely. Surely not. Surely not. With 19 the first year, no, he wouldn't have. Yeah, no. So, um, from what he showed us, he has to be up this high. He His, his weight and his injuries, you know, and his potential to keep getting injured and stuff like that, slips him to here. There may be one day at his full potential that he could even be at the top of this class. Um, you know, this bunch of players and many. He could be the best player in the NBA one day. He well, really could. He was sort of heading down that path of being the face of the NBA. Yeah. But for some reason, he doesn't like... Even when he was playing last year, like at Duke, he was everywhere on every single lad. And then he made it to the NBA and that just stopped. Yeah. And I know he's playing. he's in New Orleans, but like... I reckon that's got a huge part. Because some, some and he, he doesn't have those explosive dunks that he was doing at Duke. Mm. He's been finishing around the rim rather than just dunking people. But like, he went from the most overrated prospect to the most yeah. underrated star. Yeah. In eighteen months. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it just got to be boring because of New Orleans. Yeah. yeah, I just, I'm not excited about them. Uh, their license, their NBA license, expiring in 2024. We've talked about that before. So, who's your number four? Trey Young. Okay. He's averaging 24, six and eight. Mm. I know you you think he's an empty stats guy, but that playoff run last year, especially the way he was in New York. Just talking shit to the crowd. Yeah, the Knicks, are sh- the Knicks are shitty. I know, but that was a that was a moment where I thought this is the start of this young guy's career, mm. and he's ready for the big stage. He loves the big stage. Yeah, and that's another sporting cliche that I hate. But I think, and the way he performed in the second round, I think he does have that where he's going to hit tough shots for the, his whole career. He reminds me a bit like Reggie Miller. And I know yeah. it's probably because he you know, went into New York and beat New York and mm. the old choking sign to Spike Lee. But I like the way Trae Young goes about it, despite being severely undersized, still gets into the paint. <laughs> just, just checking everything. Just checking. Yeah. Um, still gets into the paint, but his ability to get the ball to his teammates in the right spot every single time, make the right reads. Yeah. Number four. I'm interested to see if he can impress me. I've got a feeling we've got the same top yeah, three. Yeah, we do. We've got the same top three. Um, my number three is uh, Ja Morant. You, surely. You got him number three? I don't have him on the list, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo Langford. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, I'm no, just kidding. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. He's getting the <laughs> shit out of me. He's getting the shit out of no, me. No, I've actually got uh, Udonis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> is he under 25? <laughs> yeah, under 25 years in the league. Oh. Uh, no, Jar Morant number three. <laughs> yeah, Jar Morant is number three. Um, and Tatum's number two. And Luke is number one for yeah. both of us. Agreed. <laughs> as soon as you said number five, I was like, all right, four is going to be different. Three, two, one are all the same. Yeah, three, two. I thought, I, and when I was writing, I'm like, this has got to be the, this is the and top Jar, three. For me, Luke is n- number one. Yeah. Luke Any day one. of the week. Yeah, Luke is number one. Tatum number two, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Jar for me, though. Would have slipped down further. He was the one where, from like sort of three to six, there wasn't a lot separating them. Yeah. But Jar's performance in the, the playing games last year, down the stretch, and the way he started this year, better than what he was last year. Yeah. That was enough for me to be like, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm starting a team tomorrow, if I'm signing someone a five year deal, he's the guy that I'm got, I've got full faith in. Yep. And as I talked about injuries, he also, and I said this last week, he needs to calm down, yeah, right? Yeah. He needs I don't to, like it. He needs to calm down because otherwise, if he had already had like an ACL or an Achilles or or a you know back thing, I know he has had back things, but a you know an MPJ type back problem, um, I probably would have him slip down just because of injury worries. Um, but as of right now, even though he's currently injured, I just still have faith that someone's going to tell him. If someone's going to get to him before it's too late. We're going to get a good long career. That's my hope. And, you know, so that's why, yeah, Morant stays up there. Three, Tatum is, so as you said, it's, you said it perfectly. Luca is just like in another tier yeah. on this list. Uh, so Luca gets that number one, that's no doubt. And then Tatum is that second. It's that clear second. Um, obviously, what can you say about Tatum? You know, you he, win, say, he wins your games. He's good. He's and he started the season slow, but he's proven it since he's rookie. Yeah. He wins your games. Offensively great, defensively great. Yeah. Um, 
I'm still interesting. I'm still interested to see how the Celtics and he go without Brad Stevens. I said that previously. So they've been playing the last, I think, ten games, mm. twelve games. We've got like the fourth best record in the league. Mm. So it is starting to turn, but we have had a pretty easy schedule. I'm yeah. not not sold yet yeah. on Ime Udoka. Um but it, we're in a decent, not as not as uh, doom and gloom as I thought it was. Yeah, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, that's our top ten Honor- honorable mentions. You don't have any? Not officially. I did have some names here. These written down. are my honorable mentions. I do have one I want to say. So this will be. This These will be are my honorable mentions. I can't tell you how close. I was. I had him in there for a, like the whole time until I changed it last second. DeAndre Aiden. He was close to me. DeAndre Aiden. And then it was on stage. I was trying to decide and I had Jared Allen above DeAndre Aiden. Jared Allen is very underrated and he's very underrated because he's on the Cavs. Yeah. You actually go watch Jared Allen play. He's been dominating. He's great, man. He's fucking great. Um, Colin Sexton, same as the Cavs. He didn't make it simply because this season and overall, even just across his career, something weird about him. There's something weird about the whole Colin Sexton atmosphere. Any young player, yeah, team. He is, you know, he's not a great facilitator. Um, It's just a weird atmosphere around him. On Sexton, I didn't even consider him. Ah, but Darius Garland, yes, was someone. Two months ago, I would have called him insane. But the run he's putting together at the moment... Yeah, he's playing well If this he did it the back half of last season and backed it up this year... Might have been on there. He would have been on there. Wow. He's playing some ridiculous He's started the, the season very good. Um, an- another uh, honourable mention for mine was SGA. Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram. Um, he, get, he gets lost in it a bit. He does. He does the New Orleans get, thing. Yeah. Yeah. He gets the job done. Just... Mm. A very good small forward. Yeah. I had him in my top 10, but I took him out. Lonzo Ball. We said it. Yeah. It's just because, it's just because, it, you know, and everyone's so soaked up in the Bulls at the moment. Right now, he's playing amazing. And but he, f- he's never going to be a number one option like the rest of these guys can. Yeah, be. yeah. Well, he, I, you know what? Maybe he won't be the number one option, but he could be a very high usage point guard, you know, which he has been actually a lot. But he could be like... More remembered um, as he, you know, keeps getting better and he go, gets on better teams. Um, and he's going to make some big shots in his career, you know, I think in some playoff games. He's going to be, uh, I was going to say Derek Fisher, but he'd be better than Derek Fisher. Mm. Um, Chauncey Billets, maybe. Yeah, but for right now, it's too early. The, the, the greatness, in my opinion, has only just started to take off. Um, I'm surprised you didn't have Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> Matisse Thibel. <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, come on. Um, and then uh, the last one we haven't mentioned, that's a that's an honourable mention for me, is Tyler Hero. Yeah, I considered it. There's I also names, with the idea. There's also names like Jaron Jackson Jr. But um, John Collins, he's like... The yes. S- he's in like... John the- Collins. The snub snubs. Yeah. <laughs> like snubs from the snub list. Yeah. <laughs> and John Collins... Hmm, he's, he's a funny one. I reckon you, you talked about like, okay, maybe it doesn't have to be Killer Instinct, but if he was like, I'm the guy. If he wanted to be the guy, 
but at the same time was happy to stay on the Hawks. You know what I'm sort of saying? Like, if he's happy to be, I am truly not the point guard, but I am the guy, I reckon we'd see much more, you know, you'd hear a lot more about it. So I don't think he can be because he doesn't have a good handle. To be a successful big man, you've got to be able to put the floor on put the floor on the ball. <laughs> put the ball on the floor mm. and he doesn't have that ability. Yeah. He can't say, give me the ball, clear out of the way, I'm going to work. Mm. I'm just trying to think of a player that he could be similar to, but I guess there isn't one that I can pop to mind. But anyway, I reckon he could be better. I reckon he be, can be better and he can be in all of our minds as a... A more feared player. I wonder what this is going to look like at the end of the season and if any of the current draft picks are in there. Yeah. Kate Cunningham's put together some... like Of all the first first round picks so far this season, his best games have been the best of a lot. It's just mm. that he's had so few of them. Yeah, yeah. Mobley as well. Yeah, I was going to say Mobley from the Cavs has been killing Honestly, it. Honestly, he is going to be defensive all-team. Defensive all-team. This season? Today. Genuinely, I reckon he's a top five defender this season. Wow. Yeah. Big call. Yeah. Over Matisse. <laughs> they can both make it, mate. There's five spots. Oh, mate. Matisse Thobel. What a player. He did wear a Boston uh, hat when he got drafted, but you guys, uh, we gave you... um, What was the guy that we gave you? The little short... Carson guy. Edwards. Carson Edwards. You released him, didn't you? Arson Carson. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, um, he Carson was, he Edwards. Was shit. Had very, very good looking quads though. Yes, he <laughs> Old did. Old thunder thighs. Yes, he did. I mean, if, if he was going to... And didn't he make in like a preseason game, he made like seven threes in a quarter? Yeah. Yeah, against the Cavs um, or something like that. Um, yeah, but Anthony Bennett did the same thing. Though, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, well, that wraps up this show and that wraps up me having to ever wear this again, hopefully. well you look good. Celtics do play the... Uh, Sixes. I don't think it's next week, so we'll yeah, we'll get a soon. wager going. Soon. You know, in a couple of weeks, I think we might do a beer wager. I was thinking about it. I was thinking, and maybe I should quickly order them: a Boston beer and a Philly beer type thing. You know what I'm saying? See how drunk I can get you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, concludes this show. Uh, thank you for listening and watching the Bronx Cheer Basketball Show. If you're new to the show, of course, hit subscribe and follow and notifications bell. JL has finally downloaded TikTok, everyone. He's going to start seeing your hate comments. He's going to create a burner and he's going to reply. And what's your what's your favorite, like, reply to your comeback? <laughs> I've never had haters before. I've never thought about this. Because <laughs> I can tell you what uh, at least uh, NBA TikTok's um, favorite insult is, is that you're a casual. A casual. You're a casual. A casual. Well, yeah, fair enough. It's like, you know, I do the Bronx soccer or the Bronx football and it's all, um, you. It, I don't know if I've already told you this. They all say, you don't know ball. You don't know ball. And I'm like, and this is an exclusive me. I shouldn't be saying this, but I think every time I hear that, I think ball is not soccer. Yeah. Ball. If there's, okay, there's football, there's basketball, there's baseball. Ball is basketball. Ball is basketball. Ball is life. Ball is fucking basketball. And so they're all like, yo, you don't know ball. That's the biggest, that's the biggest insult they hit you with on TikTok, uh, soccer TikTok. And I always think to myself, you don't know fucking ball because you're on soccer TikTok. Anyway, you're a casual, apparently. I want, you're I can't you're a dirty Celtics fan. You don't know anything. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll speak to you next week.